Hello and welcome to the Growing Green Podcast. Your host, Jeremiah Jennings, is the owner of Growing Green Landscapes in Birmingham, Alabama, and has a passion for growing the entrepreneurship community for those who are young in business. Being a business owner isn't easy, especially in the early years, and that's why in this show we dive into a wide range of topics covering all the challenges small business owners deal with. Even if your company is generating a million dollars or more, the stories from our great guest and Jeremiah's own firsthand experiences will propel your business forward. And now, here's your host, Jeremiah Jennings. What's going on, everybody? Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode today here on the Growing Green Podcast. This is your host, Jeremiah Jennings, and we are excited to be coming to you for another episode today. And this one is going to be a fun one. It's got a guest interview. Our All of our LAL episodes are finally out the window. Uh, well, we actually have one more coming. Greg Whitstock is going to be dropping here in the next week or two, probably. And I'm saving that one. That one's going to be really special. Greg was a uh, really, really fun interview. A lot of energy. If you've ever heard Greg speak, you know the energy that he brings to the table. And so we only got like a 10 or 15 minute interview with him. So we're going to add some stuff on the end of it there. But it's going to be a really fun one. So stay tuned for that. But today, what we've got for you is Cody Owen with Lightspeed Social Agency. If you've listened to Paul Jamison's Green Industry Podcast, you've heard Cody before. He's no stranger to the social media green industry world, and so we wanted to hook up today, get him on the show, hear a little bit more about Lightspeed and what they've got going on over there, because marketing is always a huge thing, and so I uh, wanted to hear from you and see what you got going on and what you're bringing to the table with Lightspeed Social Agency. So, Cody, welcome to the show, man. How are you doing today? Jeremiah, thanks for having me, man. I'm doing well. Awesome. Uh, and Jeremiah was a guest over on our show this week, bringing his expertise over there. So uh, good to good to trade episodes with you. Yeah, man, it's awesome. I love love connecting. Love all these podcasts popping up here and here and there. Uh, as long as they, people stay consistent and, and they continue to grow, then everybody's going to benefit from it. More and more people are going to get listen, going to start listening and get brought into the industry here. So looking forward to seeing where all of that goes. Let's walk through social uh, Lightspeed Social Agency, man. Tell us a little bit yeah. about uh, Cody Owen, the, the story behind you, and then how you kind of got started. And then you have a couple partners in Lightspeed as well. So uh, tell us all of that. Uh, everything goes along with Lightspeed. Yeah. So I got a job at Service Autopilot uh, when I was in college. Um, and I had an interest in writing. And if people know, like Jonathan Potoshnik from the Lawn Care Millionaire days. Yeah. Um, I had told him I had this interest in writing and he sort of like gave me some books to read, some Dan Kennedy stuff and just sort of like Dan Kennedy. Are you the one that got Paul on Dan Kennedy? <laughs> no, no. Uh, Paul came and, uh, told me about Dan Kennedy and I was like, I know man. Okay. That old school sales yeah. letters. Um, yep. um, so just kind of like brought me up as a marketer and my, my first job on the service autopilot marketing team was taking old lawn care millionaire videos and turning them into blog posts. Mm. So I just got this like super intense education in the best way to grow a lawn care business. And some of the tactics were, you know, like pushing 30 years old at that point. Uh, and so at, the more I learned about marketing and got into reading Seth Godin and, and all of those kind of guys, I just started having this idea bounce around in my head about like a better way to do lawn care marketing than a lot of what I saw people doing. Mm -hmm. um, and then 2020, you know, hanging out in my house all the time, I 
started really looking like, is anyone doing this strategy that I'll explain in a second? And I couldn't find anyone who was like really telling people like, hey, this is what we're building our marketing around. And so finally, I just, I was talking to uh, a friend in the industry and uh, it's Jacob Godar, if people know him. Yeah. And he's, he, uh, he's Growcom. Is that the Growcom guy? Yes. That's what I thought. Okay. Yeah. Scooters Lawn Care and Growcom. Yeah. Uh, he was my, my first ever client. Okay. Um, and so I was talking to him and, and he agreed to bring me on to test out the strategies. And that was, that was where Lightspeed started. I sent my first invoice, uh, that day. So what, what I wanted to see was taking those like every door direct mail strategies that, that were the king of building the lawn care business just before Google AdWords took over. And I wanted to bring that into the present with Facebook and Instagram ads. And, and what I figured out was the best way to do that was to use Facebook's inclusion and exclusion zones to sort of like cookie cutter down to exactly the subdivision that you want to be serving ads to. Mm -hmm. Because I had learned like the most important thing is route density for maintenance businesses. If you're doing projects, then you know, like, well, this neighborhood can afford the kind of project that's worth our time to do. So both sides of the industry, this serves and it just helps you like push your ad dollars much further because instead of like one EDDM campaign, I can get you in front of that neighborhood every day, every time they open Facebook or Instagram for the same cost. Mm. And it'll be every single day and on their phone, not a thing that's in their mailbox that they immediately throw away. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. That's so really yeah, cool. So that's man. where Lightspeed came from. Uh, so, I have uh, two two buddies that I was able to to hire on. Uh, one everybody knows Robert. He's a co-host on the podcast. Uh, kind of first line customer contact as well for us. Um, and then I don't know if the other guy is public. He has worked in the industry previously. Okay. Um, and I don't know that I'm supposed to disclose that he's here there you go but so he he you have you might a, know him from past things i've worked on you have someone incognito but you do have a third guy helping you yes yeah and he's all on the content side for us so cool. he's helping us write blogs uh produce the outline for the podcast we're trying to like really double down on that this year like really producing things that are helpful to people mm -hmm. um and just trying to like make a make a splash in in lawn care marketing helping Let people know that it's not just dumping keywords into adwords and calling it a day yeah helping uh, helping people and and serving and giving back that's what this is all about it's what this whole industry is about i think everyone that you listen to as a podcast is about that that's what the basis of theirs is are they making a little bit of money on it yeah but at the end of the day they wouldn't be doing it if they weren't trying to give back to you so um that's something i admire and really uh appreciate from you bringing to the industry with a newer podcast on the scene so what does uh, Lightspeed look like for somebody who has a lawn care business? Got a lot of guys listening in that are in their first couple of years of business, and they're trying. Maybe they're still in that marketing, trying to figure out what their marketing is. How do they even attack marketing? Um, what are some? It's a very broad question. Taking a run with it where you want to run with it, but what are some uh, 
ideas, uh, propositions that you would give somebody to make their first steps? I know you mentioned the Facebook ads, things like that, that you can do, but um, some first steps in marketing to help them really like right now in the winter. How do they generate new revenue uh, to keep their guys on through the winter, things like that. And then also heading into the spring rush, um, how do they beat out their competition and really make their ads look look the best and get in in front of the right eyes? Yeah. What I would say is that everybody in business starts as a salesperson, right? There's the one-to-one contact of, Hey, Jeremiah, I would like to provide you this service, you know, for X amount of dollars. And that is sales. Mm. And what lawn care businesses need to do to be able to scale is transition into marketing and marketing is a little less direct, although we can like very easily track ROI. Um, it is more of a one to many, mm-hmm. if you're familiar with that uh, idea. Yeah. And so what you have to transition into is, hey, I can't go knock on every single door. That's not going to be a way that that I can scale the business as the business owner. I cannot go to every house in my area that we could do business with and have a personal conversation with them. I need a way to drum up those conversations because they probably will still end up in a phone call or an email, Mm -hmm. but you need to drum up those conversations through your marketing. And if you are like just taking your step first steps into that world, I would want you to, you know, maybe flyer a neighborhood that is uh, still like walking to to each door. Mm -hmm. Right. But it's going to be less of a time commitment than knocking on each door and trying to have a conversation. So if you can, a neighborhood you're already working in, get those flyers out to each door. Um, you can also like start with like a five around or a nine around that's a little less intensive than than walking a whole subdivision. So take a, a your your favorite customer. Um, and when I said that, I imagine somebody popped into your mind. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's there's a specific customer you can think of who's your favorite. Yeah. Um, their neighbors are probably not too dissimilar from them. Mm. Uh, people who, um, you know, Seth Godin always says people like us do things like this. Mm-hmm. Um, people like them live in their neighborhood. Yep. Um, so go and hit up their immediate neighbors for, uh, this is still like you're, it's kind of on the borderline between sales and marketing, but that's kind of the transition point that you'll want to get over to, to move into like genuinely marketing your business. Uh, other big things that you can do that are sort of branding and marketing are getting the trucks wrapped mm. or getting a logo on there so that when people see you working, they know who you are. You're not just a lawn company, your insert name of your lawn company here. Mm-hmm. Um, uniforms, if, if you're out in kind of a hodgepodge of workwear every day, that is going to be people aren't going to know you as well as if the truck is wrapped and you're in the same everyone's in the same color t-shirt sort of thing yeah no i think those are some really good uh, beginning tips and and tricks to get started there everything in there was pretty low cost we've uh branding so let me let me get your take on this mm-hmm. i have not received one phone call from wrapping my box truck not one from from seeing that drive down the road, but in wrapping that box truck, I'm branding to for people to see me driving around. So yeah. they might not see me driving down the road, but 
when they think, oh, who's a good locker company? Oh, wait, I see him driving down the road all the time. Or, oh, I see his other truck that has got it wrapped as well. Like, I think it's more, I think the branding of the wrapping of the trucks and stuff is more about creating branding more than marketing. What would you say about that? What I would say is that every touch that you get with a potential lead yeah. to convert them into a lead is part of your marketing process. Okay. So yeah, I would uh, say it's a touch. I would say it's a, it's a, it's a what yeah. soft touch, warm touch. What is the, the term for that? It's a touch there. And it what seven touches to create a lead or something. It's yeah. Generally like seven to 10 touches yeah. to, to make a sale, to make a sale. Okay. Um, and yeah. so the more of those you can get out of the way in things that do not require like a manual process, mm. you're not uh, shouting the name of your company from the bed of the truck yeah, um, or the roof of the box truck. So we want to get you as many of those touches as possible before we're paying someone by the hour to yeah. do it. Yeah. Um, so that is where all of the marketing branding, they're very related concepts, I would say, because most of the things you're doing in the name of branding are really touches in your marketing process. Yeah. What is the importance in marketing? I mean, I mean, like, I'll be honest, in my business, I haven't marketed very much. Now that's going to change this year, 2023 It's going to change a lot. We're going to definitely hit marketing a lot harder. We haven't really been trying to grow much in the past two years. We've just been trying to kind of refine things, make things. Well, we've gotten our, our routes a little bit tighter, um, get things a little more right in-house first before we go and, and scale a little bit more. But what is the importance of marketing? I mean, how does it – why should people market? Like, I know it's a kind of a, almost an obvious question to gain new customers, mm-hmm. but at the same time, there's got to be a little more depth to it because – there are guys who are like, man, word of mouth is the only way I do it. Word of mouth is the only way I, my business has grown. What is your take on marketing per se? Like, wh- why? What is the importance behind marketing? You can't budget and predict word of mouth. Mm. Um, that is a thing that's going to happen, and it's great. It is like things that are going to happen and are cool when they happen are not things to build your business around. Yeah, Things that are predictable and scalable are what you want to build your business around, right? So if you're telling me, hey, we spent two grand on ads last year, and then you tell me your growth goal is 30% higher than, than what you got last year, then I'm going to want to increase your marketing budget by that amount. Mm. Uh, by that 30% because we know like, Hey, when you go out into the market and you do these things and obviously there's optimization, all of that sort of thing that comes with working with a professional, but in general, you're going to be able to spend X number of dollars to bring in X number of leads. You're going to know from that number of leads, this many turn into clients. So there's math behind that. There's scalability in that. We can we can know that hey, if our growth goal is this, we need to spend you know roughly this amount to get there. And relying on word of mouth is not not going to get you there unless you're like running a really intense referral program that you're you know spending on. And at that point, I would argue you're that's marketing. Just, you're turning your customers into uh, ad space. Yeah, yeah, for sure. For sure. And and that could be an effective way to do it, honestly. I mean, that's not a bad for incentive. Sure. Like we we've offered that with Christmas lights this year. We're twenty five dollars for every successful referral that we get from from someone, they get twenty five dollars. And so we've had multiple people refer people and, and be like, Oh mm-hmm. man, that's awesome. Like, thank you. Um so that that's not a bad option. 
so this is going to be, you might be listening to the show and you might be like, dude, does Jeremiah know anything about marketing? To be honest, I'm not, I'm not that well educated in it because we, like I said, we haven't done it in my business for the last couple of years. Like 2023, we really plan to, and I want to get hooked up with somebody who can help me do it the right way. I think Cody, you're a good option for that. I think there's a lot of guys out there who are looking for this, um, in this same situation. So, Word of mouth, like you said, you can't you can't track that, you can't scale it, you don't know. It is well, I definitely I think you should be tracking it. Yeah, I think it's important to to track all your channels. I guess and it yeah. can be tracked. Yeah. yeah, how did you hear about us? That's right. That's um, right. You can't plan for that. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. So so you can't you plan can't, for what that. What if what if you have what if you have a bunch of clients who just don't have friends? Yeah. Like yeah. <laughs> they're just lonely people who don't have friends. Yeah. Yeah. That is very true. That's very true. So. So in your marketing, um, when you when you come to someone like Lightspeed, is it is marketing something where you really can, like at the end of the day, say, hey, the the statistics are here. Like this will pay off for you. If you spend, we'll just throw five thousand dollars in marketing, you're going to grow X amount this season. Is that something that you can really like one hundred percent in confidence be like, look, this is going to work, or is it like, is there a chance that you could spend five grand and really not? not seeing that much benefit from it like like i said that that sounds like a dumb question and and because I, I don't know i'm not that educated in it so i, I want to hear your yeah. take on that if if you spent five grand on marketing and nothing happened uh something has gone horribly horribly wrong um what we don't do is like guarantee a certain number of yeah, results or sure. something like that um but the the strategy is built around targeting subdivisions you're already working in Mm -hmm. um and so from that respect it's like it's just as guaranteed as flyering a neighborhood you know sort of the the, you know boots on the ground strategies that we know work we're just replicating in the digital space um and can you so you can track no yeah that's good so you can you track like who all views how many times it's viewed your ad is viewed in that neighborhood Mm -hmm. or whatever you can track all that stuff Yes. So you can see how many times it was viewed, how many clicks you got. And so part of this lets us, because it's all digital and it like every action is tracked, we can actually identify the point in the funnel where people fell out. Really? Right. So if they're seeing the ad and not clicking, then something's wrong with the ad. Mm. Um, that would be either the targeting is bad, which it's probably not if we're you know working on a subdivision you already work in. Um, but that tells us something's wrong with the copy. Something's wrong with the image. If people aren't clicking, there's a problem at the ad level. Then if we're getting like, you know, a, a healthy percentage of people who see the ad are clicking on it, then we're looking at, okay, did they convert on the landing page that we sent them to? And if they're not, if we're not seeing people who hit the page turn into actual leads that we're sending a quote to, okay, well, something's wrong with the landing page. Mm. And sometimes that can be, you know, you're asking people to write you their biography yeah, to yeah. Uh, to get a quote. And so people see that and they're like, I don't have time for that right now. And they leave the tab open and then they don't come back to it. Um, so a lot of times we're looking at like shortening that form. We're looking at, okay, does this page kind of deliver on the level of professionalism that they saw in the ad? Because mm. sometimes there can be a real mismatch where you see this really nice ad and then you click it and you're on like a GeoCities website from the 90s. Yeah, yeah. And uh, there's no, like a lot of times guys will have a page, like a contact page that's the best thing to link to for that because it's right to a form. But then there's no information about the business on that page. Mm-hmm. 
And so we try to think of that as like to throw back to Dan Kennedy, we think about that page as a sales letter. And so we want people to, when they hit that page, they they need to learn a little bit about your business um, and be, be sold on working with you, yeah. be sold on giving you that next step of information. Um, and then from there, you know, you're sending out a quote and if people aren't accepting the quote, we talked about this a little bit on, on my show. If you're having too few people accept, then there, there's probably a pricing problem. Mm-hmm. Uh, so because each step of that is digital and we're tracking each step of it, we can find the problem in the funnel and patch it up even mid campaign. Yeah, that's really cool. No, I, I think that's very beneficial. I've never even thought of it that way because, um, like I said, we just haven't done it. Um, that's something that is really interesting to me, and I think it is hopefully to a lot of guys out there um, that are thinking about marketing, what their plan for 2023 is moving forward. What is the benefit to using Lightspeed Social Agency over me just get running a boosted Facebook post? Like, can I see all those analytics? Um, is it something that, like, you, you do be- – like on the back end, can you see those? How does all that work? What is the I, what does that bring to the, what does a company like you bring to the table? Uh, I guess you could say the very the very first thing I would say there is even if you are not working with me or any other agency, please, please, please do not boost Facebook posts. Really, uh, you would be better served lighting the money on fire and using it for warmth. Uh, it when you boost a Facebook post, you're you're getting like really generic targeting. Like if you think about it for the purposes of a restaurant where there's a radius of people from the restaurant who will drive in, you know, there's 20, 30 minutes to drive for dinner. Isn't terrible. So like that radius works for that sort of business for route-based service businesses. It doesn't make sense to blast those ads to everyone who lives within 30 minutes of you. um, Because, there's going to be a ton of those people live in apartments They're They don't have any interest in hiring you. Yeah, There's going to be a bunch a of people who are there because they work there and they live outside your service area. There's even, I'm sure that there's subdivisions that, you know, you don't care to work in. Yeah. Uh, you know, so when we're trying to build route density and all of that, the reason to work with Lightspeed is not because we have some secret sauce that no one can do um, in the same way that if most people put the effort in, they can take good care of their lawn uh, if you want to do your marketing in-house, most people can. Yeah. The reason you work with us is that we have the years of experience writing good marketing copy, producing creative, and and you don't have the time to do that on your own. Uh, you don't want to you know have to pick up that skill set if you don't already have it. Yeah, I think um, that kind of goes back to what we. I don't mean to interrupt you. What we talked about on your oh, yeah. show. Jack of all trades, master of none. Like I'm not a marketer. That's not what I do. That's not what my role is. Like that, and I think that's something that I'm gonna look look towards and look for moving forward in finding somebody to help me market. Is like I need somebody that can help me write that stuff. I'm not creative enough. I'm not. That's not my expertise. So I think that is a really cool thing that you bring to the table there, um, and and your background also because you were marketing and social and service autopilot as well, right? Yes. Yeah. I ran all of Service Autopilot's Facebook ads for yeah. several years. So you're very, very well versed in that, in that world. Yeah. I, sp- I spent a lot of other people's money. To, yeah. <laughs> to run um, the other thing that I would tell you is that we are really transparent about our process and our strategy. 
We have a video on our YouTube channel that walks you through exactly how to set up the inclusion and exclusion zones I was talking about earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, it It is something that that anyone can do. The The real skill comes in in you know crafting that creative so yeah. that it performs really well. But the targeting anyone can set up and it would it would take you 20 minutes mm-hmm. to set it up. And then you're not playing the penny slots with Facebook. You're playing, um, you know, you're playing poker where it's a little more skill based. And and I would and I can talk on that. So we've actually with the whole Christmas light thing, we did some targeted stuff and it blew up. Like we targeted people that were Christmas shopping, interested in Christmas things, and we uh, posted one one picture with a couple houses that we had done. We targeted that. We probably got in the first two days. We probably got at least. Uh, 18 to 20 messages off of that one post. And I think I spent mm-hmm. 50 bucks. I don't know. It's 50, 70 bucks, something like that. And I don't know. That might be high. Is that is that good or bad? Or I mean, that sounds great. Yeah. yeah. I'd be very happy with that. Yeah. It was. It sounded pretty good to me. So um, it was It was really cool. The targeted thing, I think that is really huge. So what is what is some advice if people, maybe, maybe they're not to the point where they can hire Lightspeed. Yeah, they can't hire you to do it. But just some simple things they can do in the very beginning to help at least get their marketing uh train rolling yeah i mean i would look at your your spring selling season is when most lawn care businesses are are going to want to do the bulk of their growth for the year yeah so what i would want you to do is really dedicate a little bit of time over the winter the nice thing about facebook ads is that they're schedulable Mm -hmm. so when you have time right now you can get all that set up get it submitted to facebook for approval and, and just have it scheduled to start when you want the phone to start ringing. Um, but I would get in there and do the, the targeting for the neighborhoods that you want. I would predict that the first one's going to take you about 20 minutes. And it's probably like five minutes a neighborhood after that. Once you kind of know how it works. Really? It yeah. is. I mean, it's point and click. Yeah. It is. The strategy is really, really simple. Um, and just get some basic stuff out there. Use pictures of you or or guys on the crew in the field in in a uniform um so that there's a lot of people will use uh like stock photography for their ads i think the biggest thing you could do to level yourself up out of the like kind of beginner space is to use some organic photography from your area even if people can't tell you like what's wrong with it and why they know it's fake it's you know the trees are wrong yeah the house isn't the right architectural style for your area the grass is wrong uh you know and they'll be able to see that and it'll look fake even if they don't know so even if you have a kind of bad photo that is better than a stock photo really um that yeah definitely Hmm. the best thing you can do is have someone in a uniform from your company behind a push mower looking down the barrel of the camera smiling uh that is when i have a photo like that i'm very excited really okay that's cool that's good information i think a lot of people can learn from that that that's interesting i didn't i I knew stock photos weren't that weren't that good to use but i didn't realize like even a lower quality photo but of of you actually in the field is better than a stock it it looks real yeah Yeah. i mean that's just at the end of the day the lower the production value will even look uh it'll be like oh this is like a real business yeah this, these are people in my area. This isn't, you know, the latest uh, venture capital backed lawn care service that's rolling out across the country. Uh, and, you know, it's just kind of like 
you know, you've seen that happen yeah. where it's like, you know, oh, we're Uber for lawn care. And it's going to be, you know, some dude named Greg shows up in his Honda Civic where he's yep. taking a mower out of the trunk. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Excuse me. I was leaning back there. I was, so we're on, we're sitting on a Zoom call. I was leaning back, looking out the window because the mail, I put a ton, like 75 Christmas cards in the mailbox and I didn't know if the mail lady was going to take them. So I was making sure she, <laughs> I was making sure she took them while she was here, but she, she got them out and went on her way. So, um, Perfect. real life, real life stuff here recording. <laughs> um, there's nasty, nasty day here in Alabama. What's the weather like at where you're at? Oh, it's nice. It's, uh, you know, partially cloudy. 72 degrees 72 in the middle of december i mean that's yeah. that's uh that is living in texas that's right living in texas do you know uh do you know andrew martinez he is in dallas fort worth area i don't think so okay we'll need, I'll need i'll connect you with him he's got a good podcast uh, as well so oh, sweet yeah connect y'all uh, maybe after this show but uh well man that's that's really good stuff i think this is all interesting topics marketing is an interesting topic for for sure one last question that i have is well i got a couple yeah. two more but one is I've heard it said that marketing is more expensive to do in the winter. Do you believe that for what you get? Like marketing is more expensive to do in the winter because of it's hard because people aren't looking. So that's that's yeah. what I've heard is like in the spring your your dollars are going to go further. That's what I mean by that is like it's not yeah. literally more expensive. It's just your dollars are going to go a lot further in the spring than they are in the winter. Okay, I have two answers to that. Um, the first one is that. It, it can actually literally be more expensive to advertise in the run up to Christmas. Really? Because every company is running ads for gifts and like the holiday shopping season. Yeah. And that elevates spend for sure. Mm-hmm. So it can actually be more expensive to get in front of eyeballs. And then also you're exactly right. If you don't have something to immediately sell uh, that makes sense to people right now, then it can be hard to get them to click if they're not thinking about their lawn and you want them to be thinking about something four months from now, yeah, that's, that's really hard to get consumers to do. Um, so if you're wanting to get into, this is more advanced, but if you're wanting to do like a 12 month branding strategy where you're running ads all of the time to stay in front of people, mm-hmm. what I encourage people to do is either find a timely service like holiday lighting that, yeah. that you can be advertising or something that is adjacent to your space we've helped people put together lead magnets about having a backyard movie night um it's pretty Hmm. temperate in in a lot of the markets that we work in and so you know just like it's a lead magnet you're collecting an email address from someone they're seeing like oh this is a lawn care company that does you know patios and stuff so it like kind of makes sense that you would be doing this and it's just a fun thing that's like value first yeah um but that's more I would not tell you to like that be your first ad out the gate. That's yeah. more you're wanting to stay relevant 12 months out of the year. How can you find a way to be relevant? Mm-hmm. Do y'all uh, do y'all help with like maybe setting up email newsletters and things like that as well? Or y'all just strictly um, Facebook? Like what I guess like tell us what your services are and what you specialize in. Yeah. So our main focus is Facebook and Instagram ads. Okay. We do organic posting on Facebook as like an add-on service where we will post from your account uh, around three times a week so that your page is staying fresh. Mm -hmm. Um, What that really means is that you're opting into a really fun texting campaign with me and Robert (laughs) where we are texting you 
to be like, hey, send us a photo of what you're doing today. Yeah. Um, because we still want those organic photos to come from your page. Um, and then we'll kind of fill in the gaps in the schedule with, you know, we'll look up is your, you know, town square doing a fun event, uh, that sort of thing. So the organic posting like is feels local. That's it's cool. not just like inspirational quotes or, yeah. you know, whatever yeah. goofy stuff. Um, and then we do write email campaigns for people, not really like on an ongoing newsletter basis. We're a little more like trying to create obvious ROI mm-hmm. when we're writing an email campaign. So that's like your, your onboarding campaign when someone gets a quote from you. Yeah. We can write those emails and the follow-up emails for that. Or you're wanting to sell uh, spring cleanups going into the spring we'll write five emails uh, built around pushing that service for you to your existing list. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So a lot of upsell campaigns is kind of where we live email wise. Another thing that we do um, that I would encourage you to be doing right now, if it makes sense for your business is we run hiring ads. Um, mm-hmm. So we'll okay. write all of the the copy for the job posting. Um, because I think that with how competitive the labor market has been, it's really important to think about that as another facet of marketing your business, not to potential customers, but to potential employees. Yeah. Yeah. No, hundred percent. I agree. Uh, I agree with all of that. Well, man, tell me, we try, I have one final question that we try to ask all of our guests here and it's just, uh, it's pretty simple, but it can be complex. Uh, what is your why? Man, I want to help lawn care businesses grow. Um, it's, it's fun to work on all of the, the creative and, and get to know so many people in the industry. I, I'm a people person. I'm very extroverted. I created a business where I work for my house and, uh, you know, I don't get to interact with people face to face very often. So I, I love something like this where I get to talk to you, Yeah. um, and get to talk to, uh, business owners about what's going on in their business and how we can help them grow. I mean, that's, that's what it's all about for us. We view getting you to a million dollars in top line revenue as uh, like our, our goal. That's you graduating Man, that's um, awesome. because usually at that point, it makes sense to have uh, a person or a team in house yeah. to kind of take over marketing. Awesome, man. Well, that's uh, this has been a really fun show. It's been a lot of value in here. I think a lot of people have learned from this one. If they wanted to connect with you, maybe hear a little bit more about Lightspeed, how they could uh, maybe get your services signed up with uh, signed up with your services. How could they get, go about reaching you and seeing where all you're at on all the platforms? Yeah, uh, LightspeedSocialAgency.com, and we have a specific page with like links to all of our stuff. Okay, um, that I'll send over to you so you yeah. can throw it in the show notes. Yeah, man, we'll put all that in the show notes, and you also have a good podcast as well. What is the name of that? That's Lightspeed Lawn Care Marketing. Awesome, awesome. That's a cool show. And what is the basis of it? Uh, what is what is maybe what, what do y'all talk about? <laughs> yeah, so our strategy with all of our content is the idea that kind of immersing yourself in good ideas will is a better way to retain the information that you're hearing you know we all kind of listen to a bunch of podcasts consume a bunch of stuff um but then your retention is you know really low when you're listening to a bunch of things kind of fire hosing it so what we try to do is have every week we have a blog we have a youtube video and we have a podcast episode around the same topic so if you're reading the blog which i know like not a lot of people are Mm -hmm. reading anymore but if you're reading the blog you're watching the YouTube video and you're listening to Robert and I talk on the podcast or when we have a guest like Jeremiah on, 
you're kind of you're getting the same ideas packaged for you three separate ways uh all with the you know kind of the same uh heart behind it of wanting you to to grow your business yeah man that's awesome uh like i said a lot of value-packed episodes that we have here on the show this is another one to add to the arsenal so um thank you so much for your time today yeah, thanks so much for having me, man. I appreciate it. Absolutely. Well, guys, if you did enjoy the show, uh, leave us a big five-star rating and review. Those continue to help us grow and boost the community yeah. so we can continue to grow the community one relationship at a time. Uh, what is your, I guess, as we wrap this up, give me your 10-second take on the importance of ratings and reviews. Do those actually help? I mean, coming from a marketing guy, you would probably be yeah. a, good, a good person to ask. Oh, definitely. So what you're looking for there is like social proof um, that this is a real business. Yeah. People actually use it. This isn't some fly by night, uh, operation. And so when I look you up in Google maps, I want to see that you have, you know, I like kind of my personal thing is I want to see like more than a dozen reviews yeah. to believe that this isn't just this guy and three friends and his mom wrote him reviews. Yep. Yep. Um, which not to say that three friends and your mom is not a bad place to start. Um, but uh, just find yeah, people who really don't have the same last you. name as you. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, well, man, that's really cool. Like I said, thanks for coming on, and and that you you just told everybody that's the importance of ratings and reviews. It helps social proof. It helps uh, everybody tune in that are tuning, looking to tune in. Like, hey, this is a legit show. If you got a bunch of ratings and reviews, that can really really help you and uh, help you grow the show or your business or whatever aspect you're using them in. So, without any further ado, I think that is going to wrap this one up. Um, so, Cody. Thanks for thanks for tuning in today and uh, joining us here on the show. Yeah, man. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Well, guys, thanks for listening, and we look forward to catching up with everybody here on the next episode. Thanks for tuning in to the Growing Green Podcast. It is an honor to have you listening, and we hope you receive valuable advice to help take your business to the next level. Don't forget to follow the podcast so you'll be notified when our next episode drops.